It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles once again, turn to the book of Romans, Romans chapter number 6, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 14. We're continuing our thought on the second question in Romans chapter 6, dealing with this difference between we're not under law, we are now under grace. And so there's some questions that have been asked that Paul is responding to and answering according to the Word of God. And we said yesterday, it's very critical that you understand this, God has no intention for the Christian to live in sin, period. Rather, God in grace broke the power of sin so that we would be free from sin in order to serve God. Let's go ahead and read our text. We're going to pick up right where we left off yesterday. The Bible says, What then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. But ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness." I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members, servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin, and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness, and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now this question that is asked in verse number 15, Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Is still asked today. And it's taught today that we can sin because we are under grace. God is taught as only a God of love, not a God of judgment, not a God of holiness. It's all love, love, love. And you can pretty much live any old way you please as long as you're not out there killing somebody or doing anything like crazy wicked like that. You can live in in smaller sin. It's okay to go drink. It's okay to... Even now they're saying it's okay to be a sodomite. Now I have... The Bible teaches us to hate the sin, love the sinner. We care for the sinner, but sin is going to destroy. And we ought to hate sin with every fiber of our being. Not the sinner, but the sin. So we've got churches today condoning sin, putting their stamp of approval on whatever lifestyle that you choose, as long as you come to their church and put your money in their plate. I am here to tell you that is wicked, that is wrong, that is false doctrine, and it is in no way, shape, or form the teaching of the Word of God. And any man that tries to teach that God allows for that kind of living, 
is a false teacher. I'm going to prove that to you. These are maybe hard things that I seem to be saying, but they are absolutely necessary for our understanding of what God wants out of us. If you truly want to be a Christian, if you truly want to be a follower of Christ, God wants you to live holy. What's that mean? How does that happen in our life? We'll get there. But just follow along with me if you would. So we've read in Romans, keep a finger there, but if you'll turn with me to Jude chapter 1, and verse number four. Now, if you'll remember from yesterday, we read, uh, let me just read one verse from yesterday before I get to Jude. This is where we ended yesterday, First Peter chapter four and number three. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excessive wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. I'm very much concerned with that word, lasciviousness. That was in our past life. What's that mean? It means looseness, a regular indulgence of animal desires, wantonness, or lustfulness. It also has the same idea, really, as the word licentiousness, which means excessive indulgence in liberty, contempt for the just restraints of the law, morality, and decorum, or what would be good speech, and character. That was our past life. And any so-called Bible teaching that brings us back to our past life is false doctrine. You say, how can you be so bold? How can you say that? I'm going to show you. Look with me, if you would, in Jude. Obviously, there's only one chapter. Jude, verse number um, verse number four, I believe. Yes, Jude, verse number four. Let me start in verse number three, just to give us some context here. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Unto the saints. Now, I'm going to pause here and tell you that's exactly what I'm doing this week. Not because I'm anything special but because people have misconstrued what grace what grace's intention is in our life people have misconstrued what god's will is for our lives and they've redefined what holiness is they've redefined what the the law should be doing and the purpose of the law in our lives they've redefined everything to make it where anything is okay as long as you're going to the church and putting your money in the plate Notice what he says in verse number four. Here's why it's so important that we contend for the faith. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, notice this, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. What's that word mean again? Looseness. Irregular indulgence of animal desires, or you could say base desires. Wantonness, lustfulness, excessive indulgence in liberty, a contempt for the just restraints of law, morality, and just standard decency. Those are false teachers. Those are wicked men. 
Those are ones he's warning, saying they are here to corrupt the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. So we're going to have to earnestly contend for some things. We're going to have to fight for some things. If we Look, when you give up freedom, when you give up truth, you'll never, very likely, never, ever get it back. Our nation's going down very quickly, and what we see is people giving up freedom left and right. When they give it up, they'll probably never get it back. Not without a lot of bloodshed and 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 tears over over some of these freedoms. You'll probably never get back what once was lost like that. But in the spiritual realm, it works the same way. You give up truth, you give the devil an inch. It'll be very hard to get anything back that was taken. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying it'll be majorly difficult. We've got to contend for the faith. We've too long stayed silent and quiet over serious doctrinal issues of the Word of God. And this new emergent church, all these new IFBs, all, all these new evangelical churches that allow you to live any old way you choose, I'm telling you they are unbiblical, they are false teachers, because they are teaching a way of loose living that does not line up with the Word of God. Now, I don't have an axe to grind with anybody until they're going against the Word of God. And my problem is not with them, it's with over the Word of God. They're going to stand before God for their teaching. But I don't want you to be swayed by false teaching from the Word of God. You've got to understand, God intends for you to live holy and, and, and righteously and godly in this present world. And it's the only way we can be a light in this world. It's the only way we can have the power of God in this world. And if we're content to allow sin in our lives and to keep sin in our lives and coddle it and protect it, I promise you, you'll never have the power of God in your life or in your church. Because you, my friend, will be the hindrance to the true power of God. You might see a lot of results outwardly, but when it stands before the judgment seat of Christ, it will not hold water. It will, it, it's going to burn up. Let me use the Bible words. Your work will burn up because it's not Bible. And you'll have led a lot of people, if you teach this, if you teach that grace allows for loose living, that grace allows for sin, my friend, you're leading people to hell. And I mean that literally. I'm not trying to be mean this morning, but I'm trying to teach and, and, and show the Word of God for the power that it truly is and the teaching that it truly has in it. So, these false teachers, what are they doing? They're creeping in, unawares, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. They're saying, you can be saved, and because you're under grace, you can live any old way you please. Grace covers it all. So, go ahead, keep on drinking. Go ahead, you don't have to really change your lifestyle as long as you agree with this, this, and this, and this, you know. Did you believe that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again? Okay, great, buddy, you're saved. Go live any old way you choose now. You're good. That, my friend, is false. False doctrine. When God moves in, he will change the man. It may not be immediate, but the desires on the inside of you ought to be different. And if there's never been any desire change, any true heart change then there's a major problem in your life. These false teachers are coming in, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Then look with me, if you would, in 2 Peter and chapter number 2. 2 Peter and chapter number 2, verse number 10. He's speaking again of these false prophets or false teachers, and you see that in verse number 1. He says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, 
who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Chapter 2 is fully dedicated to these false teachers. Verse number 10, still speaking of them, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness, despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. They've got a very wicked lifestyle. They walk in the desires of uncleanness, or the lust of uncleanness. Verse number 14 says, they have eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin. Beguiling unstable souls, and heart have they exercised with covetous practices, cursed children." They cannot cease from sin. They are still living in their sin. But notice when we come to verse number 18, and here's where the rubber meets the road. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure, who are they alluring? People. They're alluring people through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, which is very much like the word lasciviousness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise liberty, they promise this liberty of grace, this, uh, you know, acceptance of grace for everything. They themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is returned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. These men were never saved to be able to, te to be teaching what they are teaching. That's what the word of God showing here. Their nature was never changed. They run right back to the same old sin that they always lived in. My friend, if what you believe is leading you to a lifestyle of sin and putting an approval on all the sin that you always lived in before salvation, my friend, you've got a serious problem. Very likely you've never been saved. Your nature's not been changed. I'm trying to tell you these. there are false teachers everywhere. They're on every corner teaching us that grace leads, that grace allows for lasciviousness, or they're turning it to that. Grace does not intend for you to live a lifestyle of sin. Rather, grace frees us from sin so that we can live to God. We'll pick up here tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.